The Guardian. This Guardian podcast was made possible by Squarespace, the all-in-one website maker with cover pages, a new feature that expresses your ideas with a bold single-page website. Try it at squarespace.com and use the offer Guardian to get 10% off. Hello, I'm Alice Fowler and I'm the GGC. And I'm Jane Perone and I'm the GGE. Yes, these are our new, shorter titles for our actual jobs. Uh, we, we just found that we couldn't say, well, I couldn't say Guardian's gardening editor, so we decided that I'm GGE and Alice, you are... GGC. GG, so that's... At, at the Guardian headquarters. <laughs> so It makes me feel like a superhero. We're so sad. Anyway, welcome to the show. <laughs> this week we're talking about succulents. Succulents are so trendy these days. Yeah, Pinterest is awash with succulents. Well, come on. You've got to love a plant that's almost impossible to kill and yet you can make into ridiculous things. Have you seen some of the kind of crazy Pinterest sort of succulent hedgehogs? And uh, I mean, the, the land of naff. That's what I like about succulents. It's such a fine line between... It's a fine... It is a fine line. Between okay, cool, and the most naff thing you've ever seen. But that's Pinterest, isn't it? That I mean, Pinterest is has all kinds of things. I mean, I have a special Pinterest board, which is just... It's called something like, what were they thinking? And uh, it's just the worst gardening <laughs> ideas on Pinterest. Go and search it out. It's fun. Uh, 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 in autumn, there's a lot of pumpkin uh, abuse that goes yes. on, which I also... I'll have to have a succulent category in there. But anyway, succulents are fantastic plants. And they are fantastic partly because they are hard to kill. But also, I just love the shapes and the patterns and the texture that you, they bring. Oh, completely. And my neighbour and Sue and I were having this conversation where we realised in our small back gardens we could be we could have like an empire of succulents. Like that's the joyous thing is you really don't need much space to have all sorts of weird and wonderful in your garden. So I'm I'm totally there as succulents being very cool. And if you you know the amazing thing is that they can go through quite a lot of extremes. So you can have a very very hot baked sunny dry rooftop and they're perfect but you can also you know grow them in all sorts of varieties of conditions anything you know the only place a succulent won't grow is somewhere very damp essentially so you can put them in the shade and they'll do well so there's something for everyone that's i think the awesome thing about succulents and the other great thing about succulents is they're really wild widely available i mean you really can go into any DIY shed and still pick up a cool succulent Um, whereas other houseplants sometimes it's hard to find uh, good specimens but succulents are really are everywhere these days uh, and are quite a cheap thing I always think well I can buy a succulent for for a four or five quid and that will last me even if it eventually dies it's going to last me a good few years and give me uh, lots of satisfaction as opposed to buying uh, some cut flowers which which might last me a week. Oh, yeah. And and I think the the point about it is also is that internet shopping has really exploded that. So it's very easy to send. I mean, succulents are one of those few plants which is really travel well in the post, right? Because send me your succulents. That's yeah. basically our message. I'm yeah. just kidding. Um, but it means that you can kind of, you know, like, I, have you ever kind of had a loose hour on eBay looking oh, up like dangerous. house leaks? the stuff you can get out there i mean you know dangerous i have yeah i have spent too long ordering really random house leaks 
from the internet. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm totally with you that they're great value in that way. Um, and they are the ultimate beginner gardener thing. And then you can very quickly become really ambitious and grow some super weird South African aloe. Speaking of which, I'm off to Kew Gardens now to speak to somebody who's going to tell me all about the coolest, weirdest and most unusual succulents you can imagine. And I am going to head off to the east end of London to meet some super hip, cool succulent growers and see how you can use them for more than just the obvious in a pot on a window ledge. Hedgehogs will not feature. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be really cool, honestly. It's going to be hip and cool rather than anything else. See ya! My name is uh, Ellie Biondi. I work in the Princess of Wales Conservatory. I'm very passionate about succulents and cacti. And at the present, we are in the tropical nursery. And um, here especially is the house of aloes, so which we call it zone six of the nursery. Well, it's quite nice to be in here, out of the drizzle, and it's a very pleasant climate <laughs> at the moment. And we're in this big greenhouse just packed with every kind of spiny and fleshy plant you could imagine. Perhaps, Ellie, can we start off by clearing up any confusion that we might have about the difference between cacti and succulents? Is, is it just terminology or is there an actual difference botanically? Well, um, there is it's kind of a bit of, of both. So um, cacti are succulents, are a type of succulents. So cacti are from the family Cactaceae, while uh, today we'll talk about all of succulents. So um, especially those which have got fleshy leaves um, and all of those plants which have uh, kind, uh, different kinds and types of adaptations. Because as you can feel here, um, it's not too hot. Obviously it's warmer compared to outside, uh, but it's quite dry. Uh, that means that these plants come from areas where the water is scarce, there's not a lot of it, so they have um, fleshy leaves or swollen trunks, areas where they can uh, sort of store water. Some of these are huge and some are tiny, and I think that's one of the appeals, is that you can have the tiniest, tiniest little fellow, like something like this. What have we got here? A Haworthia nigra. I mean, it's the size of my thumb basically and it's <clears throat> got an amazing fractal pattern what's interesting about this plant is that there is some kind of hardy that the very very important thing is that the, the soil has to be really really open and uh, with a lot of drainage because that's what really gets the succulents in winter it's not really the cold is the rainy and the wet. wet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the, well. That's interesting to know that there are some that will that will take. Obviously, depending on where you live, of course. I mean, I'm sure some of our listeners yeah, in Scotland will be saying no, but <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> but then we we also have listeners around the world. I mean, we have listeners in America and places like San Francisco who will well, be growing this well stuff done. and yeah. enjoying <laughs> them outside all year round. I guess your major risk really is people being over-enthusiastic with a watering can. Am I right? I mean, you, you get two kinds of waterers. You get the people who just want to water all the time and the people who never water. But with succulents, 
I think you're better off being the latter group, really, aren't you? Yeah, there are some uh, very sort of generous people uh, <laughs> that they really go for it. Um, it uh, my recommendation with any plants is try and be a little bit uh, kind of don't don't overdo it. So try and underwater your plants because if you're underwater, you can always kind of. Uh, have the plants back but if you overwater it that's it that's not going back that's right and i mean i've had that a few times and i'm not a big overwaterer but you can always tell when it suddenly all goes all mushy or wilted and you think there's no as you say no going back whereas if it's wilting a bit because it's too dry then you can yeah. usually usually do something about and, it um, the majority of succulents uh, that they've got uh, leaves you can uh, you can just uh, look at them so you can see when the um, leaves start to slightly curl up or some you can see that the leaves are not plumped anymore that means that they could do with a bit of water well there's there's, there's tips for you if you fancy a a British succulent outdoor garden. And there's some flowers on some of these. I, I think the flowers are fascinating uh, on, on succulents. They tend to be sort of an orangey-yellow colour. I'm, I'm looking at this, this one over here, which has got um, these... It reminds me of a, a sort of a firework, a long stem with a big explosion of orange and yellow flowers on the top. Tell me about this plant. So... Um, as you said, the flowers are usually quite showy and it depends a lot, a lot on who is pollinating them. So this um, that you've just talked about, the sort of fireworks, is uh, an aloe. And aloes are um, pollinated by some birds. So if you um, can imagine an aloe flower that's got some sort of tubular shape and that's because the sunflower can... Uh, uh, go inside with the beak and then with the tongue take oh, the nectar okay. and that's how we pollinate it and um, do the be do the bees find a way around that long tube do they do they bite into the base of the flower to do that or do, does it just not get pollinated if there's no birds around or? oh no that usually bees um, are quite clever and uh, they, they come in many size yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they find a way um, also if you see the color there's the red and orange which is uh, the birds can see very well but there's also yellow and that's a good color for bees so oh. that that tells me that possibly bee will be able yeah. to go through and pollinate them great yeah i'm just moving very cautiously here because we are <laughs> surrounded by spikes <laughs> if you're happy i would like to show okay. you some of uh, others okay the nursery is extremely important for the botanic garden because yeah. Um, compared to the display house where the public can come uh, in here we can really have all the like special plants that cannot be seen by the public or they are so rare that we don't want to risk them right uh, so in here is uh, where all the propagation happens and where as it is a nursery where really yeah. the babies are are some of the succulents around the world threatened by Habitat destruction. Are there any that are in particular risk that we? Oh, I'm getting, I'm getting hooked. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I'm getting hooked by this giant. I've just got to look at this. Yeah. I'm just been distracted now by this enormous spiky. Oh, I'm going to have to take a picture of this. This is absolutely. What is this? What is this thing? So actually, speaking about um, 
habitat threatened and um, things like that. This is definitely uh, a plant that is, is threatening the wild, is a didiera and um, we also have got alodia and many other plants from uh, um, ecosystem that is a Madagascar spiny forest. So a lot of uh, Madagascar area are threatened, um, especially this uh, special ecosystem that is the spiny forest. Um, so there are many, many succulents that there are threatened not only because of habitat but also because of reckless <laughs> humans uh, just uh, taking them from the wild and that's also why I was trying to empathize try and get uh, plants which are widely available or hybrids try and avoid dodgy websites because I know I know they're beautiful and I mean not everybody is as lucky as I am to work in a botanic garden and work with these plants but Really, um, there are so many other options, there are so many other plants that you can buy and cultivate them rather than go and get <laughs> any of these guys from the wild. So I just wanted to show you here some of like what I think the kind of a, a bit the essence of succulents, if this could be a word. That's a great <laughs> word. And these, the, um, these are lithops. Or I believe the common name is a stone plant. Yeah, living living stones. Again, another plant that I was captivated by as a child because they're just so unusual. Generally, as um, species per se, lithops are quite rare. But it's, um, there's so many hybrids out there that you can buy and it's really, really widely available. And they're not too difficult to look after. What I think is really cool is that how it's difficult to spot them. So if you've been lucky enough to see them in the wild or just looking at pictures of them in the wild, you can almost not see them because they are kind of, they've got this mimicry so with the other rocks around them. So then the herbivores which are thirsty, are not able to eat them. They've just got this cool patterning going on, all of them different, slightly different shades, and they, they just do look like a piece of stone that's mottled and, and coloured in different ways. And they, I mean, I don't know what they, am I allowed to feel one? Can yes, I feel, can I feel a living anybody. stone? Yeah, yeah. They just, they do, yeah. if, you, if you do feel that, it does feel like uh, a stone. And it's just an amazing sense that, that feels like it's been there. How it's been? It's probably not that old a plant, but it feels like it's been there forever. Yeah. It does feel like it's a an ancient plant. And you're also like, but is is this real? Is this yeah. fake? Is it, could it what be? Is a, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's um, really unusual. Children really like them, mm. but also, I mean, I personally really really like them. And uh, what I like is um, sometimes to put them. Uh, when you've got like a, maybe a nice shallow pot, put many of them and put uh, rocks which look like them next to them so you can almost not spot yeah. them. Um, so yeah, they're really, really nice plants. Again, they need uh, a bit of sand or a bit of grit in their compost so you can water them a little bit more and they'll be a bit more forgiving. Um, and it looks as if some of these have flowered recently too. What are their flowers like? Are they not much of a show or 
Well, compared to the plant, the flower is huge. <laughs> right. <laughs> and again, I mean, after you've spent all of that time in a dry season, you, you need to come out with a massive advertisement for pollinators. I'm here, mm. <laughs> come here. And um, what's really funny about uh, South African plants, they are from South Africa, is that, that they keep staying with their own seasons. So, I mean, is autumn here? For them is spring. So they will flower now because in South Africa is spring. And that's, I find yeah. it quite... It's quite touching, isn't it? Yeah. They're still dedicated to the to times. The yeah, yeah, that's amazing. And as you say, a, a pretty easy houseplant to, to have yeah. at home. I mean, you could quite easily grow some of these. As provided again that you don't go crazy with the watering can and they have no. some sunshine they're not really something to have on a north facing sunless you know area but um i just think they're so they're so interesting and quite easy to get your hands on i've seen them in yeah. on sale in garden yeah, centers yeah, yeah. and places I've, yeah the so, are very uh, yeah available and um yeah window seal it's a good window seal plant i also uh, recommend to keep succulents in your bedroom uh, so you know that plants, no, normal plants, um, you wouldn't keep them in your bedroom because they use the oxygen at night and then release the CO2. So that's why you wouldn't like that. However, uh, succulents work with a different uh, type of photosynthesis, which is called CAM. So basically, they do the opposite because they come from uh, dry areas. They do not want to open their stomata um, during the day because they will release too much they will lose too much humidity so they do the opposite so at night they will take the co2 and release the oxygen how clever yeah no <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, i've learned something that's amazing I'm, I'm fascinated by that and i like this this one here it's kind of got a, it's sort of a heart-shaped guy i like this one yeah. conophytum racism i i think he's he is why am I calling him he? I always think yeah. I always give plants identities, and I just. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> and um, this is kind of rock and roll. Rock. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a sort of a heart shape. Well, in the case of the, these two here, it's sort of a V shape. Yeah, it's sort of the rock and rollers cactus. Uh, I mean, succulent, not cactus. Let's not get our groups confused. Um, and also, you've got some ones hanging here. These. Um, yeah, this is quite a fun one. It's called sedum burrito. <laughs> I'm not, I don't try eating that <laughs> then, yeah there are so many of them and as we said before widely available and um, I wouldn't I mean don't stop on the Chinese money plant is that the big crassula is that the yeah, common name yeah, for it yeah the one um, you see in Chinese takeaways the, the yeah, J possibly, plant yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah but there are so many of them and it's, they can be grown on their own in a pot but also you can create sort of microscapes. So putting some small rocks next to the small plant is kind of a bit strange, yeah, you can, but you fun. Can, yeah. You can be inventive and artistic, I guess, if, you, if you're, and I can imagine also that you could create a little sort of desert scape. Yeah, um, yeah. And my son would probably want to add some Lego figures to that, knowing Why him. Not? <laughs> <laughs> Ellie, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. So I have come to Grace and Thorne, who are a very cool East End 
florist and plant shop who are really making a kind of inroad into uh, doing very unusual and exciting stuff. And we've come here to make a wreath out of succulents, which isn't everybody's um, first choice for making a wreath. Why did you think to do this? Um, we decided to choose succulents for the wreaths because they last a lot longer and they're just so hardy in comparison to most things that you put on a wreath. I think a lot of the problems with Christmas wreaths is that they die and don't look very good by the time it's actually Christmas. Um, and I mean, we could make this today and it would still look fine right up until New Year, if not later. Brilliant. Well, let's get to it then. Okay. If you wanted to make the actual base... Um, it's really easy. You just you can buy the wreath actual metal ring base bases from all over the place, like the market or a garden centre or something like that. Um, and then you literally use um, sphagnum moss is usually the best. There's different kinds of moss, but sphagnum is the best uh, for moss wreaths anyway. Um, and then you sort of roll it into like a sausage shape and lay it on the metal base and then wrap it really tightly with wire mm -hmm. and you just repeat that process all the way around. You have to make sure it's very thick and sturdy because obviously it has to last a long time. Um, and then, I mean, this is just a pine-based wreath, but you can use all different kinds of foliage. You know, you could get anything from the garden. Um, that always looks lovely. And then, again, you just sort of cut it down, strip it down into more manageable pieces and then lay it on the wreath and start at one section Go and try and make it go in the same direction so it looks visually nicer. So either clockwise or anti-clockwise, yeah. right? Um, I mean, you could go mismatch <laughs> if you wanted to. <laughs> but yeah, if you want a traditional style oh. wreath of pine like this, you just keep going in the same direction. And then that's your base, really. And then you can go from there. So we've got our lovely pine wreath, which looks wonderful and Christmassy already. Mm, and smells really good. <laughs> Um, so you want to buy some florist wire, and you can get this again from any florist or any probably garden centre as well. Um, you can get them in all different thicknesses and lengths. Um, just make sure it's not too thin, because obviously succulents are really heavy, so it just needs to be able to hold the weight. You can also get all different size succulents and all different shades. Um, try not to get succulents wet, because it can damage them. Mm -hmm. so, so like a lot of plants similar to this it's good to spray them but don't spray succulents at least not on the top so you've just put one of the succulents onto the wreath and it looks quite big and heavy and yeah. like it's going to take quite a lot to get it there but you look confident nope it, it won't <laughs> it does weigh quite a lot but it's fine and and also if you're doing it yourself sometimes i think it's easier to plan where you're gonna put mm -hmm. them it's good to lay them on to see the sort of because these are quite big and we have various small ones um just to make sure it's not top heavy or anything so here's the magic bit. Aha, and you're going to go straight the way through the kind of heart of the plant, essentially, aren't yeah. you, to kind so of make it... Depends, it depends on the succulent, but as this has no sort of, how do you describe that, bit at the back, at the There's base... No stem, essentially. Yeah, because yeah. um, sometimes you would cross the wires, um, but because it hasn't got that, it just goes straight into the plant. Go in far enough so that it's obviously into the plant, but don't poke it too far because it will come out of the other side. So for that one, I'd literally poke two or three into the bottom and then spread the wires out so it's flat, lay it onto the wreath, and then I just... And essentially you're just going to tie it in. So essentially yeah. you've almost sort of turned the rosette into a badge, haven't you? Yeah, basically, yeah, that's a good way of describing it. And then turn the uh, wreath over whilst holding the succulent in place 
and then just twist the wire nice and tight. You just want it to be tight and strong so mm-hmm. nothing is falling off halfway through Christmas. So the rosette's just been placed. So essentially what happened is the wire went into the centre of the plant and um, we used two wires and then they've been spread out and now just tying them onto the reef. So it's actually an incredibly simple thing to do, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. That's why it's a good thing for anyone at home to try and do rather than making a really elaborate wreath. Um, I mean, we do have ones on the walls that obviously take a lot, lot longer, but this is so doable. So people should make homemade wreaths. Yes, simple and effective. And if you can't make a wreath, you could always come here and buy one. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please do. How much do people expect to pay for a rosette of a succulent? So how much would one of those larger ones cost? Um, so these, in a, just in the plastic pot it comes in, are usually about 10 or £12. Pounds. And then the smaller ones are about, well, medium ones are about six. And then we do smaller ones that are, I think, four usually, and then mini ones, which are three. Right. Because we make a lot of terrariums here, because that is all the rage at the moment. They're probably our best-selling plant succulents. Yeah, there's a good reason, because, you know, as you know, they're very, very hard to kill, right? Yeah, really hard to kill. And usually if people say, oh, I've killed my succulent, I don't know why, it's because they've given it too much water. Um, And... You've got to remember that they're, they're desert plants, so they're, they're found in the desert or semi-deserts. So all their water is st- stored in their leaves, so they can last for a really, really long time without water. And do you think their popularity is, is entirely down to the fact you can neglect them, or do you think there's more to it than that? Um, I think maybe because... I think that's obviously part of it, because so many customers say what can I buy that is you know I'm not good with house plants that's usually what most people say first but also plants seem to have come so much more back into fashion recently especially men buying plants and it's quite a male flower I think because it's very architectural and you know almost looks like a sculpture and you can get it's not a particularly feminine plant <laughs> so I think it appeals to everyone and because it's so easy it can go in offices and not just at home and stuff like that so we're slowly continuing with the wreath, just placing them almost as if they're kind of numbers on the, on the clock around the outside. And there's a different, there's a quite a variety of different succulents here. So some echeverias, some sempervenums. So yeah, it looks really stylish already, actually, without doing much at all and not too I mean it's a nice nod to, to the tradition of having a wreath on your door without being overly Christmassy isn't it yeah because you can get ultra contemporary wreaths which aren't really our thing I don't really like those I mean you know each to their own but I think we do like tradition in a way here and we want to keep it you know it wants to look Christmassy doesn't want to look completely random but it's sort of yeah, like you say, it has a hint of tradition, but I, I think it's a really modern take on it, and I, I, I really like them. So the, uh, the succulents are slowly making their way around the reef, and it's, uh, it's impressive, and actually it would make quite a nice table piece, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, you could easily change it to a table piece. You just, well, this one's a bit big, but if you um, have a slightly smaller one, you just put a hurricane lamp in the middle with a really nice candle. That looks really lovely at Christmas as well, or any time of year doesn't have to be Christmas. You know, wreaths are so versatile. You can make them with spring bulbs and stuff like that. So they're just carefully being placed on. And, and I like your approach, which has been quite... Um, it's not predictable. You, some of the big ones are together, some of the small ones together. It doesn't have a kind of... Yeah, 
yeah. No, it's not too symmetrical or anything like that. No, well, we, we at Grace and Thorne, nothing is symmetrical. We're very much an asymmetrical <laughs> company. Um, I mean, you could have gone all the big ones on one mm-hmm. side and had them coming round into the smaller one. That probably would have looked cool as well. But I think, especially if you're personally making it, just go with what you feel at the time. And I think that's more fun. Yeah, just remember to keep pushing the wires down at the back, like back into the wreath, otherwise they'll obviously stab everyone. <laughs> or scratch the door. I think that's probably almost enough, because then, I mean, you don't have to do this if it was going on a table or something, but we'll put a nice ribbon at the bottom. Somehow that's very traditional and Christmassy, and this wreath is lovely and surprising because it's sort of, you know, a good twist on one what would one would recognize as a christmas wreath but then not expect having all these desert succulents all over them but the um the ribbon is a nice touch and again you're just going to use more flor- the the trick to this is buy lots of floristry wire isn't it yeah definitely and there's also um german pins which are a specific kind of pin which are really good um if you're doing sort of cinnamon sticks or apples or thistles or something else that, that you know you sort of push them back in on themselves um and that they're really good as well if you're doing a bit more intricate stuff oh that looks wonderful and marvelous and i can quite see how they're going to be a big hit this christmas because it's a really delightful twist on the traditional wreath So I had a lovely time uh, playing around with succulents and learning to make a lovely, beautiful wreath. So I would recommend that for anybody who's feeling ambitious. How was Q? It was awesome. I'm my wish list. My succulent wish list has grown ever longer. You didn't steal anything. Ten finger discounts. I I I'm going to plead the fifth on this. I promise I didn't steal anything, Q. And I can hear my husband saying in the background. Yes, but you have stolen things in the past. I haven't, honestly. Never. Ten finger discounts, never. Definitely not from Q. <laughs> I can end up to owning, uh, having one or two things from Q, I think. Anyhow, enough. Enough of all, the, of all the cuttings we have stolen. Alas, we're coming to the end of this podcast and we'd absolutely love it if you'd send us photos of your wonderful, weird, beautiful, strange, hip, hedgehog succulents and succulent art more the merrier please send them in so if you've got some pictures send them to us using the guardian witness app or you can tweet us at guardian gardens or you can join our facebook group you just have to search guardian gardens or if you're feeling a little bit old school you can email us gardens at theguardian.com till next week goodbye bye Guardian gives you great independent journalism. Squarespace gives you the power to be independent on the web. Squarespace, the sponsor of this Guardian podcast, has Google Apps integration so you can create a beautiful website and get professional email branded to your web address. Entrepreneurship has never been easier. Try it at squarespace.com and use the offer Guardian to get 10% off. 
For more great downloads, go to guardian.co.uk forward slash audio.